Hey ladies, welcome back to the Adulting Dating Oh My with your hosts JC and Morgan. You look so cute with your new hair. Oh, thank you. Did you pick I... out your birthday outfit yet? Yes, I'm ve- I literally have the whole thing. I have the shoes, the bag, the coat, the dress, the hair. Actually, I might try to do this tomorrow. Um, I don't know, but I'm very excited about it. And he's taking me to dinner, and I don't know where we're going. Does that make you anxious or, like, excited? Kind of both, only because I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And I need to know everything, so it's hard. But he was supposed to actually get the whole day off. Um, but because he started his new job, like, literally last week, his boss told him that he couldn't take the whole day off. So he might be able to get out early. But he was like, I made reservations at multiple different restaurants at multiple different times so we can cover all bases. I was like, aw. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to be with you. Have you but. said the L word? No. No. Do you think you're in love with him? I don't know yet. Yeah. I have had moments where I feel that way a little bit. Um, But I think it's probably more so, like, I love what's going on, and I love, like, the moment that we're in. Mm -hmm. And I love, like, the time that we're spending together. I don't know if... I don't know. Part of me feels like it maybe is too soon for that, but is it? Yeah. It's just whatever you feel. I remember when Tyler said it to me, we were, we went out to dinner, like not even like a nice restaurant, like a bar and we got food and I got so sick from like the deep fried food. I threw up when we got home we were like sitting there watching movies and he like told me and I was like, I literally just threw up <laughs> I like looked disgusting. And then I just like stared at him. I'm like, really? <laughs> I remember me and you were talking about it and. I was like, he's not going to say it for, like, at least, like, six months to a year. <laughs> he's, like, that type of person. But he said it, and I just, like, looked at him, like, are you serious? <laughs> now, how long had you by? Wow, I can't talk today. How long had you guys been together at that point? Um, Dating officially, like, a month. But, but you had we known were... each other for so much longer. Yeah, we were, like, seeing each other for, like, at least a year. No, no, at least six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I've been thinking about this a lot lately is that it felt like for so long since we were in it, I feel like I'm part of the relationship, since it was like going on and it was like so fresh and new and now thinking back that it's been like over a year and it's not new and fresh anymore and that's like history. Yeah. It's very weird that now I'm at the point that you were last year as far as like the newness. Yeah, it's exciting. It is, but I also, it's different in so many, like, ways, though, because I wish that, like, you were here the way that I was with you, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it would be a lot more fun for me. I mean, I'm sure you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, then again, I then I stop and think to myself, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So there'll be a point when we'll be all together. I went out right. with, <laughs> I went out with Isaac, one of my friends, and Isaac. Tommy. Madison. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait, but they know who Isaac is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Tommy. I went out with Tommy. Um, he brought a friend, and then I brought a friend, and it was after work, so her and I were in our scrubs, 
and we were like chit chatting, whatever. And he was like, he said something like, "How he missed you guys or whatever." And then we Facetimed you, and I don't exactly remember Facetiming you guys. <laughs> you guys are both so drunk and so funny. You were both like, "When are they gonna get married?" Like, I'm gonna be the ring man. I'm gonna be this. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. And then you guys called me back again, and then Isaac was like, okay, lie to Morgan. Say we have a house key for the house. And I was like, okay, Morgan. (laughs) Yeah, because, okay, so I was going to go to – have I said his name yet? No, don't. Okay. I was going to go to his house afterwards because – Your boyfriend's house. Yes. I was going to go to my boyfriend's house because – he had work really early the next day. I asked him to come out, and he was like, no, I probably shouldn't, whatever. But you can come over here when you're, like, when you get out of the bars or whatever. So I was, I had that plan. Like, I was all excited, ready to, like, go to his place when I got done. And Isaac, my friend, and his friend were all trying to, like, go somewhere. Because, like, they were trying to keep the party going, which is fine. But the only realistic place for us to have gone was here at the house. Yeah. But I didn't feel comfortable with his, like, I didn't know his friend like that. And it just felt a little weird to just have, like, Isaac and my friend and, like, his friend just be here without me. And he was like, it's fine. Tyler, give me a key. I have a key to the house. We're going to go to the house. And I was like, no, you don't. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to call JC and make sure that you don't have a key so you're not going to go to the house. And then that happened, apparently. We also called one of your old coworkers (laughs) that we've gone out with before. Because apparently my friend knows her. And we oh. sent her a video of us. What did you say? I have to send it to you. It's so embarrassing. Okay. She texted me this morning and she was like, oh, you should have called me. I would have come out and had drinks with you guys. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot that I even sent you did that. <laughs> it was fun, though. I just What did you end up doing? Uh, we stayed at the bar and had, he got me, so Isaac calls me Mo and Momo all the time now, like that's his thing. He called me mama on the phone. (laughs) No. He goes, hey mama. (laughs) He's something else. So I was, I told him, I was like, my birthday's in a couple days, like we have to celebrate while we're out. And he was like, oh boy. So shots galore. And then before we left, he ordered me a blowjob shot. Um, which I literally at that point could not do. I couldn't, I could, I. Were you that drunk? (laughs) I wasn't like that drunk, but I was at the point where like I was uncoordinated to not even (laughs) think about how I was going to do that. (laughs) Um, and plus I like, I made an excuse because he recorded it. My mom's trying to FaceTime me and I can't answer it. He was recording me and her taking him because I was like, I'm only going to do one if she does one. So, um, he recorded it (laughs) and I was like, um, I only have one person that I show that I do this with, so I'm not going to tell anybody else that I know what I'm doing. Like that was my excuse. So you didn't do it? I ended up taking like a normal shot. Oh, okay. Basically. (laughs) Did you end up going to your boyfriend's house? I did. What? Was he like, what the heck? Well, he was sleeping. (laughs) He left the door unlocked and... He was sleeping, so I had to wake him up. <laughs> Lost I a couple can't. hours of sleep, he did. <laughs> I was feeling oh, great, so, so I didn't care. <laughs> he 
you know what alcohol can do to you. You know how you yeah. feel when you got alcohol in you. <laughs> Girls, you know how you feeling after a margarita. Whew, just one. <laughs> for me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we went out for margaritas yesterday, and they weren't that good. Mm. I feel like I'm not a... Me and Tyler were both like, we don't even like to drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, don't enjoy it, but... That's okay, though. I feel like I don't ever have the... I'm not at the point anymore where I have the urge or, like, the want to, like, drink. Yeah. I mean, if it's there, I will. If people want to go out, I will. But it's not like mm-hmm. before when I was in college and I was like, I want to go drink. It's not like that mm-hmm. anymore. I feel like if you're with your friends, it's more fun. But, like, me and, like, Tyler, it's like, yay, let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. At work, I feel like we're just talking at this point, which is fine. <laughs> we're catching up. These are just it's it's content <laughs> Um, At work, I was with one of my coworkers, and we were um, with a patient who had the cutest. She was in, like, pajamas. The cutest pajamas ever. And I was like, you know what? Is it sad that I get excited to buy new pajamas? And my coworker was like, no, sweetie, I think that just means that you're a real adult now. And I was like, oh, my God. True, true. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Um, I don't know if anybody listening has heard of it, but it's kind of a big topic that I was reading about and, like, watching videos about, and I thought it was, like, important to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I before that before you had talked to me about this I have never heard of it but I think once people uh listen to what it means and hear more about it that'll be more relatable than you think right it's basically it means kind of doubting your abilities and kind of feeling like a fraud in your own life with whatever you want to do maybe you want to start a business maybe you want to start a YouTube channel or become somebody that you really want to be or do something you really want to do and you kind of feel like a fraud and you feel like you're not adequate to do those certain things. You almost feel like undeserving of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And throughout like working, like trying to grow my social media or like trying to start a YouTube channel and even with this podcast, I feel like those feelings of doubt and that insecurity of not feeling good enough has come out a lot and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way maybe not with social media but with their job in general Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely feel like it's super relatable to because it's one thing everybody can't you can't help but to doubt yourself sometimes but I think this concept is more of the fact that that's truly how you feel and what you believe about yourself Mm -hmm. and it takes more than just, like, a couple minutes of your thoughts. Like, it it kind of flows into different areas of your life, and it affects your actions, too, not just kind of, like, your feelings towards yourself. Right. And you kind of have to decipher the feeling and, like, not let it control your whole entire life. Kind of just, like, let yourself feel that way for, like, maybe a second. One thing that I was doing a little bit, like, a couple weeks ago, because I kind of felt this way, was, like, journaling it out, how I felt, and kind of writing a, how I want to feel instead of how I was feeling in that moment, hmm. kind of. Um, and kind of writing down all of the things that I've done so far to deserve where I'm at. 
I thought that was kind of like a good way yeah. to kind of get yourself out of it and snap yourself back to reality. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you're kind of like um, playing reverse psychology on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're instead of listening to and accepting the thoughts that you're having about yourself, you're telling yourself the opposite and choosing to believe that regardless of how you kind of feel. Right. And I feel like some people get so consumed by it that they, like, stay snag- stagnant in their life and they don't want to pursue anything else because they feel like they're not good enough. Like, why do I deserve to give advice to young girls or why do I deserve to be the manager of my company or the CEO of my company? I don't do anything to deserve that. And I feel like when people think of those negative feelings, it kind of makes them actually not do what they want to do. It's like a little bit of like that manifesting thing. Like if you believe those thoughts, that's what's end up, that's like kind of what you're like, you're kind of like, like, um, stunting yourself almost like you're Mm -hmm. not even allowing yourself to grow to be the person that you're trying to be. If you continue to tell yourself that that's not who you really like deserve to be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when it comes to, especially nowadays, social media, and I feel like when it comes to like our podcast, sometimes I feel that way because it's, it's just facts that we're limited in our knowledge. And that just is like, with everybody, everybody's limited with what they know that's based on experience and knowledge and stuff like that. So, I mean, what sometimes I think to myself, I don't know every single thing about this topic. I don't know every single thing about the situation and the scenario and how to go about it and what to feel and what not to feel. And so then I think to myself, am I even qualified to tell someone else about it? Because we only know so much. And it's like, what happens if we talk about it on the podcast? And then I go and hear something completely different or my mind changes about it. But, like, that podcast is there forever and that someone's going to listen to it. But not understand that maybe I've grown more or that I've learned more so my opinion about it is different. And that sometimes stops me from even, like, researching things and looking into things to come up with new topics. I'm like, well, I don't know everything about it, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Right. So it's it's scary. Right. It's kind of... um to go along with that is when you make mistakes, you feel like a failure and maybe you talk about something and it, your mind does change. That doesn't mean that you failed at that or you're a failure. It kind of means that you notice what you did wrong or you notice you said the wrong thing and you're making progress from that. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. switching your mindset saying like, okay, maybe I did fuck up, but at least now I know and I'm making progress and making the steps towards becoming a better person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's in, like, a cliche way, like, the whole point of growing up and, like, learning about life and about yourself and about other people, too, and how you want to live your life is by making those mistakes and then learning from them. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe I should try to change my mindset when it comes to what I was just talking about for the podcast that, like, the whole point of our podcast is the fact that, like, we're talking about growth. We're talking about, like, things that we're going through. So it's only natural that our minds are going to change about stuff that we're talking about right. now from, like, and five we, years from now. we are talking about the things that we fuck up on so someone else can learn from it and they don't fuck it up, basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but all the negativity and, like, the failure means progress, like you said. And it gives you something to work on, and that's kind of what life is 
finding different areas to work on. Um, Tyler made this analogy the other day. Is it's like a video game. If you already unlock every level in life, like there's no point in playing the game anymore because it's not fun. So in order for life to be fun and exciting and to try new things, you have to unlock each level. Mm-hmm. And you just keep growing until you basically pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Until you die. <laughs> Until you die. <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a good. That's a good analogy, though, because think about like I think of um, Mario. <laughs> like you're pretend like you're on like a level, right? And you can't get the, past this one point, but you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Where you have yeah, to it like just gets boring. Exactly. So you're gonna have to like try different things. You might ha- lose all of your lives. To try to get to the next level. But let me tell you, you won't make the same mistakes in the next level coming up. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was good. I thought it was a good analogy. And maybe, like, um, you hit rock bottom or you lose all your lives. And at least once you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else you can go besides up, you know? It's kind Very of like a point. It's a point of awareness. The only way you can go is up. True. So rock think, bottom really ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think it's super important, too, to make sure that regardless of whether you're at rock bottom or, like, you feel like you're at rock bottom or if you feel like you're on top, that you keep that, like, you keep yourself in that moment of awareness, too. Because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the time maybe – I'm thinking to myself right now, maybe a reason why I feel like I'm not deserving of it is because I don't realize how grateful I should be for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that before when you like introduced this topic to me, but now I'm thinking to myself privilege-wise, like why shouldn't I deserve it? But at the same time, like I should be so grateful for even having the opportunity to deserve it too, right. which I think is a big thing. And I think just becoming more aware of yourself and who you are will help you grow as a person because if you're not like aware of who you are and what you want to do in life not saying that you have to have everything figured out right now like on a piece of paper written all of your goals down but I'm just saying be aware of who you are and what you want to bring to this earth and bring to other people I think that will help you and me and everybody else listening help you really discover what you want to do and what your purpose is mm-hmm. if you will I remember growing up in relation to this topic, that's why I thought about it. I remember growing up and my parents talking to me about the concept of, um, like, what you're comfortable with. And that's not necessarily, like, what you're comfortable with, like, with people or, like, what you're comfortable with at work necessarily. But more so, like, what is – what uh, lifestyle do you want to be comfortable with? Because my mom would bring it down this way. She would say – you could live in a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment and have a base-level car, clock in, clock out, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and don't do anything on the weekends, and be completely happy with that, and that you feel like you're in this point where that you're just comfortable. There's not a lot of stress on you. There's not really things that you feel like you have to constantly do, and you're cool with that. And that's fine if that's how you want to be, but I feel like the people that are super, super successful in life, mentally, financially, socially, are the people that probably most feel imposter syndrome, but they're also the people that, like, aren't okay with just being comfortable. 
Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, not okay they're constantly, with just... They're constantly working towards something else to mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they have to, like, have millions of dollars. Like, that's where that comfortability comes in to play. But I feel like, obviously, you don't have to have four or five cars and, like, a huge house and boats and this and that. I mean, you can if you want to, but I don't think... It gets to a point where, you're like, you have to figure out what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you not, like, stunt yourself by, like, having those negative thoughts anymore. Right. And I feel like everybody's happy is different. And maybe, like you said, the person in the one-bedroom apartment is really happy with their life. But a lot of times I find people pretending that they're happy and pretending they have this not not like pretending they have this certain life but they just seem happy because they are comfortable and that's like what they think happiness is like being comfortable like paying their bills and and not really doing anything else besides bare minimum what they have to do and they're just kind of pretending that they're happy and maybe that's just like my mindset where I have this like go 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 I want to do more mindset but I find that people that are just like stagnant in life aren't truly happy. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I feel like maybe they just don't know what is really out there for them, or maybe they kind of just don't know how to get from one point to another because they're so afraid of making mistakes or they're so afraid of, like, risk that's involved with it. I've also seen, like, the other end of it, too. I've seen tons of people who kind of let the idea of not wanting to be stagnant consume them in a negative way Mm -hmm. where like nothing ends up making them happy no matter how many jobs they have no matter how much money they make no matter how many people they're involved with no matter like honestly it even comes down to like no matter how much you like eat like people that have um I don't even know what the term for it is they're like obsessed with, like, one thing, whether that's mm-hmm. money, whether it's cars, whether it's food, whether it's shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at myself for that. <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot of people on the other end where they have all those things, they want all those things, but, like, when is it ever really, at, like, going to be mm-hmm. good enough? That's the point where you have to become aware of yourself and kind of, like, aware of what you're doing in life and who you are and what truly makes you happy. Um, maybe they, they might even still have imposter syndrome, like, thinking that, they can't stop doing that because this is, like, their personality that they bring to the world. Like, that's who they are is working so hard. Maybe that they feel like they can't slow down because they're supposed to be doing all of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I guess there's a point of awareness at rock bottom and at, like, top tier, too. Top, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Point of awareness all through life. (laughs) Just got to keep checking in with yourself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself in check. <laughs> right. Um, do you have any tips of maybe somebody wanting to start something new and they're just scared of people's judgment or even judgment on themselves and they feel like they can't do it because they're not adequate to do it? I feel like... Oh, that's rough because I feel like I'm almost talking to myself when I... <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> about that. I feel like um, a good tip is something that, like, we obviously talked about earlier as far as trying to 
like reverse psychology yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like try and tell yourself things that you might not fully believe, but it'll eventually like you'll end up eventually start to believe yourself. But I feel like part of me wants to say to people out there that are wanting to try something new, almost because you know people that are like wanting to try something new, they'll talk to tons of people about it and be like, should I do it? Should I do it? Like I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And that can be positive in certain aspects, but I feel like the people that really get stuff done and really accomplish those things, regardless of how they feel about it, if they're super negative and doubtful, is when they kind of do it behind the scenes. Right. Because you're not, I think the biggest fear is when people start new things is that they're fear like they're fearing of judgment. They're fearing mm-hmm. failing and having people witness it. So if you fail kind of in the darkness and you mm-hmm. fail without people seeing because they don't know what you're kind of like up to, that's something like strategy wise. Right. That you can kind I of I think do. that kind of going back to talking to people, I think surrounding yourself with motivated people or like just a solid group of friends that like hype you up and kind of tell you and reassure you that like you are amazing and you do deserve this. And sometimes that might not be your family. I know like personally growing up, my family has always been super supportive in a lot of things in my life. But when it comes to like the unconventional things where maybe I do want to do like fitness training, maybe I do want to start a YouTube channel or post pictures on Instagram, they are kind of like, uh, like, no, you need to like go to a nine to five and like work every Monday through Friday to like have a good life. Mm-hmm. And growing up talking about like what I want to do in the world and what I kind of think my purpose is, they've always been like, they've been understanding, but not really like they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could hold people back too. Maybe you're, if you're just surrounding yourself with negative people that are like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. That can hold you back. So maybe surround yourself with people that like, yeah, girl, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually so true. Because think about like, so for those of you that don't know, in JC's parents' garage, on all walls, her parents have all of like the newspaper clippings from when you and your brother were growing up of all of your sports and your accomplishments and stuff like that, which is super supportive. Like, mm-hmm. you don't find that in every, you know, family's like household type of thing. But then at the same time, like, if you had like, let's say, like, YouTube had ads like that, would your parents be, like, super excited to be putting that type of thing up? Probably, just out of, like, the love that they have for you, but they probably would be a little bit more, like... Hesitant, yeah. I don't know if that's, like... And I think, honestly, that's just a generational thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Our parents and aunts and uncles and people, like, their age didn't, un- like, didn't get that because they were brought up by their parents who went through, like, the depression and stuff like that, saying, get a job, like, go to school, get a job, that's how you're going to be successful. Go to school, get a job. Mm-hmm. So that's what they, like, taught us. So to see anything else, like, to see people to put up a video of themselves going to the grocery store and eating dinner and making money from it confuses them so much. Mm-hmm. So I think try to, like, not let that type of opinion mm-hmm. affect you. And that was really hard when I was, like, starting out and like things like that it was really hard to hear all of the negative talk and like what the hell are you doing like you need to focus on school or you need to do this and do that and it's hard to not only like 
block out your own negativity talk but other people's negative mm-hmm. talk like I even had classmates that would look at me and like talk about me and and now here we are I have my own podcast with my best friend and I'm starting to post YouTube chat or YouTube videos and you know it's just cool to see how far you can really go when you tune out all of that negativity yeah, that's definitely true, too. And I think a big thing that I'm trying to incorporate incorporate more into my life, too, is prayer about it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes all that it takes for me to realize is the one person's opinion and judgment of me that really should matter is the one that I think the least about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if I... I literally will, like, search on Pinterest or Google... Um, like God's and Jesus's like thoughts of us and how much he loves us type of thing. And it's like, if, if he knows anything and everything about me and what I deserve and you know, like my purpose, it's him. So if he can believe in me that much and know that no matter what, I'll be okay. Then why can't I do that for myself? Right. Type of thing. Exactly. So I feel like sometimes as little as, like, reading a verse or scripture or just, like, reminding myself that, like, he's got it type of thing for me regardless can kind of, like, help me get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's also the your own, like, belief and thoughts about why you're doing this. Like, are, are we doing this podcast to become famous? No. We're doing it to, like, speak to the women out there that, like, maybe don't have a best friend and need a best friend to, like, talk to or listen mm-hmm. to. Or are you posting on Instagram to get attention from guys? Or, you know, it's like, why are you doing these things? And if you know why you're doing these things, it should kind of relay back to, like, maybe what God's purpose is for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, and like, even if you're not someone that um, is spiritual or religious or anything like that, I feel like that can still apply to them because they, they're, Everybody has a purpose or a drive behind what they do in life, or they should at least. And if you are super confident in the fact that you know what your purpose is, maybe that's like where you should start is trying to figure out what your purpose is, which is can be very difficult, understandably. But like you said, if, if you can kind of take it back to square one and figure out why am I doing this, sometimes you can kind of just like let that overpower the doubt of like, is it going to work? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like people get so stuck on, like, trying to figure out, like, this big purpose thing. But maybe your purpose for the day is just to make someone smile. Like, it could literally just be that simple that will all add up into, like, a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. Same with, like, fitness goals. Like, they all add up. Same with, like, everything in life. Little things over time, like, will add up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing happens overnight. You're not going to go to the gym one time. Okay, and go on the abductor machine for three rounds of 12 and get a dump trunk. Okay, nope. <laughs> like you're not going to sit down and try to think about your life's purpose in one, like in one sitting. Like you said, it takes, you literally have to just take it day by day. Right. But yeah, any other tips or anything? I think we covered pretty much. Yeah. All we wanted to cover. If anyone out there is struggling with trying to figure out what their purpose is or feeling undeserving of what they might have um, goals or dreams about, I feel like it's just important to kind of like sit with yourself and analyze it. And we're always here too to talk about things. 
Yeah. DMs are wide open. <laughs> wide open. <laughs> now that we both have boyfriends, there's Ooh. nobody in there. <laughs> yeah. There's this TikTok I saw where it was this guy, like, curving, trying to, like, break ankles. And it was like, this is me trying to curve all the guys in my DMs. <laughs> it's so funny. That's funny. But anyways, we're always here. Yeah. And just know that everybody has this feeling and you're not the only one because it can be kind of scary thinking like you're not good enough I guarantee 99% of the population feels like they're not good enough but the top 10% of people that become successful break through of that and they accomplish that feeling or kind of destroy that feeling and mm-hmm. just keep on going exactly and as easy as it might seem to make excuses and blame it on other people or the surrounding people when it comes to like why you're doubting yourself you kind of have to just more like this is where you should be selfish and think about yourself with it like don't Mm -hmm. don't make it anybody else's um how do I say it like try not to bring other people into it because it's only going to make your thoughts even stronger about it if that makes sense all right, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, subscribe, and subscribe to the podcast, do all the things, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was good.